Hello, my name is Jenna, and welcome back to Psyche. Unfortunately, Terence will no longer be joining us on the podcast, and as such, the structure has changed slightly. Until I find another co-host, I will be bringing friends on as guests, and as always, every other episode will be mental health focused, while the others will primarily be on books, movies, shows, games, and more. If the episode contains sensitive topics or spoilers, I will put TW for trigger warning or SP for spoilers in the description with a brief summary of the topics discussed in that episode. It should be noted that my guests and I are not mental health professionals and that you should not think of us as such. If you are struggling in any way, please contact a mental health professional. Hi everyone. Today I have my friend Patty Carr here. Hello. She is a wonderful human being, um, very magical. <laughs> I didn't know about that. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so we were just hanging out, and we got really giggly, uh, and now we're going to have a very serious discussion about the effect of the pandemic on our mental health. I mean, it may not be so serious, only because <laughs> we both take seriousness as a joke. <laughs> this is true. We cope with it that way. It's fine. <laughs> it's called laughing through the pain patty exactly (laughs) so um yeah uh we're gonna take it all the way back to march when all of this first happened Mm -hmm. so um yeah what was your initial reaction to all of this happening I was actually very excited at first. I posted on my Snapchat and was like, "Woo, we're going home because I really wanted to go home I don't know why but I did. Uh, yeah, so that's why I was really excited about it. <laughs> I feel that. I um, I remember hearing about, like, oh, we might get locked down from um, a friend who, like, pays a lot of attention to different uh, news sources, but I hadn't heard anything from any of the more mainstream ones, so I was like, nah, we'll be fine. And then it happened, and I was like, ah, we'll be back in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. And so I wasn't very upset about it well also like the virus was like known and there were so many jokes about it like on tiktok and everything yeah. about the virus and i was like what even is this because i have no idea i don't follow yeah. any kind of media in that way mm-hmm. so i was like i don't i don't know that this is real but then we went into lockdown and i was like yeah okay yeah like i i like my friend was talking about it. i was like eh, i'm not worried and then <laughs> yep but yeah it ended up being very real and um yeah, so I remember, you know, being sent home and saying, they, they were saying, like, you're going to be back on April 14th or something like that. Yeah. And then it just kept going. Yeah, it just kept getting extended. And then the semester yeah. ended. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, being at home. So everyone was at home. So my other two siblings were at home and we were doing school and we were all doing it at the table for a while. But then they got desks in their rooms and I share a room with my sister so we couldn't possibly both be in there Mm -hmm. and so I ended up having to make a desk for myself in our computer room because I couldn't use our family desk because it was cluttered um and so I sat at this desk like by this window and the office is freezing and so every day I would like dread going in there to get on class because it was so cold in there it was terrible yeah I mean uh I got Bindi in the yeah. end of March. Lucky so. turd. <laughs> Had a companion. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I got through that because 
I was not happy about having to stay home because I missed my friends and mm-hmm. I missed like it's it's really it was really difficult um, to have been a freshman in college and like just discover your independence and everything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, you got to go live with your parents again. Yeah. And like make a ton of friends and then be like, oh, well, you don't actually continue bonding with these friends because mm-hmm. y'all live three hours away from each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely something I noticed. Like I... I don't know. I, I reconnected with my high school friends, but I, I guess those other friendships that you made in college kind of slipped. I just got a job. <laughs> I mean, that too. Yeah. I mean, I took initiative and my family was like, hey, we're all going to go on walks daily. And so Sophia and I would go on walks like all the time. And I mm-hmm. took Joey a couple of times, but he would, didn't really want to go with me. And well, one time, Sophia got smashed in the head with a tree branch and had to go to the hospitals during corona because we were playing with a tree branch and smacked her in the head and this whole thing. While Y'all we were are walking. children. Well, she was trying to get a walking stick. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, not the point, not corona. But, yeah, we just, we tried to, like, make some fun out of it, so we just walked mm-hmm. around town. And that was, like, before we all had to wear masks while we were outside. Yeah. So we were just running around town, like, doing things, um you know, up and down Main Street, and I had seen some things in my town that I had never seen before. I was like, when did this get here? And I've lived <laughs> there my whole life, so I was yeah. like, wow, I learned some things. Yeah, I, de- I definitely think there were some um, positive things that came out of it that no one really expected, but that everyone really needed. Like, yeah, that's just, to me, sound like, reminds me of, you know, spending more time with your family, because that's another thing that happened with my family. Like, ever since I was in probably eighth grade, we would sometimes have family dinners, but we were all so busy that it was just, like, sometimes I would get home from track or tennis and eat dinner after my family, and Ryan would do the same thing, and, um, you know, everyone was kind of out of sync, and this one, like, this just kind of got us all back together, um, and, like, we all got closer, and I guess our relationships just kind of improved, but there was, like, tension in between, too, yeah. which was really weird because everyone in my family had a very different, I guess, view of the pandemic where, like, my mom was freaked out and worried because she, like, watched the news 24-7, and my dad was like, I just want everything go- to go back to normal, and I'm going to do what I have to do, but I just, I really hate this, and he would complain about it, yeah. and then my brother and I were somewhere in the middle and it was just kind of like there were those tense moments where um we all got frustrated with each other or there was just too much fighting but it was also really nice to like we started going on nightly walks um because of the dog and it was just nice to you know spend some time together and then I know like the high schoolers uh that my mom like the uh my mom works at uh, my high school and so one of the things that she noticed was that all of the high schoolers were getting actual sleep yeah. <laughs> um like and I felt that too where it's like you the the schedule was a lot more flexible and so they just you know you get to s- sleep more and instead of waking up at whatever like six in the morning yeah to get to high school so I remember like at the beginning it was kind of rough for our family because the day that they moved me out of school, that morning they had to put our dog down. And it was my dad's dog, so we've had her we've had her for like I think she was thirteen. But so like it started off rough because we didn't have like 
a dog to entertain us. Mm-hmm. We had my sister's cat, but she's a bitch, so, you know. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> you know, a cat. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, so that was a little rough because there wasn't, like, I don't know, anything for us to look after in mm-hmm. a way. Um, but we also had dinners, like, nightly dinners. We, mm-hmm. I think we had dinner, like, every night for the first, like, two weeks or something mm-hmm. like that. And my older brother would come in and... We would all, like, play games afterwards. Like, it was a nightly thing. We had dinner mm-hmm. and then played a game. And it was really fun for a while. And then we just, it kind of tri- trickled off because mm-hmm. mom was getting back into work. And dad was going back to work. And all of us kids were had school. So, you know, it was whatever. Um, yeah. But. I think it gave everyone a lot of stability within their families. And, like, I think that's really good because, you know, I, like, in the United States anyways, we're just so focused on work and school yeah. all the time and um, sports and everything else just falls to the side. So it's like your life becomes not fun. Like even if you enjoy the sport that you're doing, if you're spending all your time doing it and not taking time to yourself or your family, then it becomes unenjoyable. And so, you know, people were or have been focused on the wrong things for years and bringing us back together into this family structure, I think that really helped a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, that's the thing where, you know, there were the tense moments because family, but, like, you have this bond and you spend time together and that's what family is. It's just the people you spend time with, even if you don't necessarily agree with them on everything. Yeah. It made me and my siblings realize that we're, like, if if we didn't have any other friends, we would be okay because, Mm -hmm. like, our siblings are our best friends, like, Mm because they're... They're so we're so close. There's like only two years between us, so like it makes for a lot of um, hard conversations and lots of fighting when you're growing up. But now that we're all getting older, it's easier for us to connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I definitely like, especially <clears throat> with like <laughs> the election and everything. Ugh. There was just so much tension between everyone else that it was kind of nice to just go home and be like okay we're all like you know none of us agree but we have to love each other so we just don't (laughs) talk about it in my house yeah yeah that kind of became a good rule of thumb where it's like you know what you do you i do me we live together we're family we love each other we just know our well the younger two don't really care about it they're Mm -hmm. like whatever but my older siblings cheyenne and i agree on our views for the most part Mm -hmm. but tj is mostly aligned with my parents views and you know they they like to shove them in our faces so we just don't talk about it yeah yeah i can relate to that a lot yeah my dad told me i think he was joking uh (laughs) maybe not i think he was joking like in high school he would tell me jenna if you ever become a liberal i'm disowning you um Mm. And that's kind of odd because he's Chinese, so. He's yeah. <laughs> when when the results for the election came in, my dad was like, thanks to you, now I have to pay for those LGQT <gasps> rights. And I was like, that's not even how you say it, first off. Second off, that's not all that's happening, and that's really not <laughs> the main focus. I mean, so honestly. calm the, your cheese nips, sir. Not to get political, but I don't think that's the focus. Like, that, exactly. that, that's not what you should focus on in that exactly. situation. Exactly. <laughs> yes. It's like... <laughs> That's why you voted the way you voted, sir. (laughs) But anyways, um, it is going to be interesting because, like, 
uh, something that my therapist brought up was that people are going to have PTSD from this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so much. So. Dang. But, like, if you think, think about, about it. it, if you think <laughs> about it, like, if you watch a show or a movie from years before and you see, like, oh, my gosh, like, they're at a concert and none of them are wearing masks. I do that all the time. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. why aren't they wearing masks yeah. for anything? Yeah, or like I'll I'll see something like a movie or a show and I'll get frustrated. I'll be like, why they should be wearing masks? And it's yeah. like, oh wait. Or this like was from also in the past. new stuff. Like new stuff is on and mm-hmm. some of them. Okay, so like Grey's Anatomy, for example, is using. Oh, it's a middle school medical show, so obviously they're mm-hmm. using the pandemic to base their story. So they're using social distancing and they're. Mm-hmm completely masked and all this stuff but other shows don't have to do that they just Mm -hmm. get tested like every other day Mm -hmm. and they're safe about it but it doesn't seem like it you're like watching it you're like this is this making me anxious yeah yeah i mean i honestly i think it would be really nice if we saw some shows that actually implemented some of the covid rules like wearing masks and stuff because it normalizes it see i wish (laughs) i kind of wish they wouldn't because like I don't know. I guess I I like the fact that television is an escape from reality. Mm -hmm. And so, like, seeing something that's not this, Mm -hmm. it's like a post-COVID world, is, like, is nicer. It it just feels more um, hopeful, I guess. Yeah. So I just, like, appreciate that. But also, at the same time, it does make me nervous. I'm like, you don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I guess for me, part of it is just knowing that they made the thing not following some of the rules or, like... I don't know. Oh, they... I'm sure they have listen, a lot of strict rules, Listen, but. there's extensive rules. I've watched many YouTube videos about their extensive rules, and, like, it just... It's crazy the amount of rules that they have, because, like, I understand that, you know, the places that they're shooting these things have a lot of money, but also, I'm like, how are they able to do that? Because, like, we don't have that much stuff here, because, like, yeah. they're running out of things. That's one thing that frustrated me, frustrated me about Grey's Anatomy is the fact that they use, like, full PPE like medical supplies Mm -hmm. like actual medical supplies that could be used in hospitals yeah that was like i was like "Mm, a little bit in poor taste yeah that kind of made me a little bit like hmm. i mean i understand like making realistic looking props but were they using like actual no they're like actual medical that pisses me off a little bit yeah right but just uh, a bit just think about like it's gonna be really weird going to the store for the first time after with no mask with no mask that like i don't think i'm gonna be able to do it I think some people are going to keep wearing masks forever. I think I'll probably be one of them. Just because, like, it might, I mean, it might take me a long time not to, like, go into a store. Like, I'll be able to walk on campus or something without a mask. Mm -hmm. But I just don't think I'll be able to go into, like, a public space without one because it'll make me too anxious. I'm glad that I don't have to experience that. (laughs) I don't. If somebody tells me I don't have to wear a mask, I'm not wearing one. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, I feel like a lot of people are going to. I, th- I think a lot of people are going to be relieved like you, but I know that there's also going to be a whole thing where it's like people are like me and yeah. a lot of other people who have worried about this a lot. Like, yeah, they're going to have a hard time uh, going back to normal. And so yeah. I honestly think there's going to be a lot of culture, like cultural shifts. Yeah. Like, I I wonder if like personally, I, I, I am curious if some stores will still maintain the mask rule or the six feet like stickers on the floor i feel like some like smaller businesses will do Mm -hmm. that if they're like small but like larger stores aren't gonna do that i want i'm not that i wonder this i think that they're gonna end up mandating everyone wears a mask if you're going out 
like sick at all of any kind i don't know if it'll be a mandate but it might be for a little bit but yeah i think that eventually like in 10 years <laughs> maybe not 10 years but you know several years it'll just be a politeness thing which honestly we should have been doing that the entire time because well, we could just been. think about it like this entire year how many times have you gotten a cold or gotten sick only about once yeah it was scary isn't that weird though to think of that hey did, like wearing a and mask do you know what happened <laughs> i had the rona <laughs> don't worry it wasn't that bad for me anyhow it could have been bad for a bunch of other people but yeah luckily nobody got it from me i don't know where i got it but yeah i mean i think a lot of people i know have had it and so honestly like based on the ones that were uh described to me Mm -hmm. it's like it just kind of seemed like a cold where you lose your taste and smell exactly that's what i had i literally just had a stuffy nose that was it yeah but um i guess it's interesting talking to you about this because uh (laughs) last year patty's big claim to fame in our um (laughs) in our friend group was that she doesn't have any (laughs) mental illnesses i mean i mean i'm probably do but like none diagnosed that are like um life altering or yeah impair me in any sort of way like they don't affect your day-to-day life versus everyone else in our friend well not everyone else but for the most part (laughs) (laughs) like i have depression and uh social anxiety and then like uh the other yeah the others definitely the other bunch of the group has many assorted disorders of sorts (laughs) um i yeah i i've always not necessarily prided myself on that but like i've always been a highly optimistic person and always able to look on the positive of things and at the beginning of this i was like just remember, kids, when it's winter time and it's cold, you're going to be a, a grateful for that mask on your face because your face isn't going to be freezing. So I've been saying that from the beginning. Oh, yeah. It's very nice. Yeah. But um, during, during the whole thing, like lockdown, at the beginning, I was fine. And then it hit me that, like, I couldn't see anybody. Like, I couldn't see my best friends. I couldn't go visit, like, my friends from college. I couldn't see my sister for a long time because she didn't live near us. And it it was just so strange. And it, to me, it just made me, like, it just made me doubt a lot of things. And I got really nervous about um, my mental stability. And I definitely cried about it a couple times with my mom. Um, <laughs> and... I I just know now that I definitely don't do well when I'm alone for too long. We already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> because not to say that I get alone. I'm like alone with my thoughts for too long and it makes me, you know, contemplate a lot of things and have, you know, bad thoughts. That's not the case. It's just I I start to doubt if I ever if I actually like have people in my life or if I actually am uh, a good person, like, those kinds of things, and, I don't know, for a long time, I don't know, this whole thing was just, it was, like, it just weighed on my heart for a long time, because I, I'm a very social being, and if anybody who knows me knows that I do not, like, shut up, so <laughs> being in a room with this, well, house, with my family, the same people I am with for months, I didn't have anything to talk about. Nothing was happening. I didn't have any discussions to have with them. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be like, 
hey, let's have a deep conversation because everyone is sensitive in my house. So, like, I, I just didn't have anywhere to put my effort. I don't know. There's air quotes happening right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Your social energy. Yeah, I didn't know what to do with them. And it just, like, I don't know, made me tired. Not necessarily depressed, but slightly depressed. Made me sad, but, you know. And I definitely developed a lot of anxieties over things. Like, well, when I got COVID, I just was like, you're overreacting, it's just a cold. But then I actually had COVID. So now, anytime my, like, head gets kind of stuffed in a way, I'm like, oh no, I got COVID again. Well, I can't really have it again, but for a little while. It's about to be ending. But, like, you know, that makes me nervous. Yeah. No, that's understandable. (laughs) Also, like, I can't be an adult yet. Mm -hmm. Like, Jenna and I have been trying to figure out where we're gonna live next year we're trying to oh gosh, live together but i don't think that's gonna happen because i can't get a job here because nobody's hiring yeah. and i don't have a car because i don't have a job so mm-hmm. i'm like how am i supposed to grow up and be my yeah. own person yeah definitely well i mean um yeah i've been thinking back to like i think it was january february um i tried to find a job in kent because i get stressed about money as most people our age do um and I wanted to have that you know steady income and I uh I reached out to this tennis club because I've worked at tennis clubs since I was 16 and um they the one guy said you know oh yeah like we have a place for you you can teach and then uh he said he would leave the paperwork for me at the front desk so I went in and there was no paperwork for me <laughs> so then um I asked him I like texted him and asked him about that and he said oh yeah actually uh we've had some job repositioning here so the guy you want to talk to is actually this guy Matt so I texted Matt you know the situation and I was very polite and I just got back yeah we don't need you right now um and it like you know I didn't realize that there was going to be this huge lockdown that they might have been preparing for but it really like discouraged me at the time and uh just knowing that that's what I experienced trying to find a job in Kent which is a smaller area um like so many people were going through that (laughs) and that like that was not a good feeling to like have this job promised to me and then taken away um and there were like people graduating trying to find jobs just think about that yeah it's it's not a good time to find a job and like I think a lot of people kind of forget hey you know it's not just about you can't see your friends it's also about like hey you can't get a fucking job you can't you can't survive on your own like you're supposed to yeah yeah there's a lot more stressors than I think people usually talk about yeah definitely I mean I remember the only reason I had I got a new job over the summer is because I have a job at home and they weren't scheduling me before COVID happened for a lot. Um, but then I work in a banquet center in a hotel. So there weren't, they weren't doing anything because Mm -hmm. they're not having gatherings. Well, they were at the beginning, but, um, then they weren't allowed to anymore. And I don't think there's like anything happening there right now. And so I didn't have a job and I had to find another one. And I now work in a bakery where I assumed that it would also be kind of slow, but actually it's not. So thank you to everyone <laughs> in small little Columbiana for being 
assholes. <laughs> what do you mean, assholes? They don't care about Corona. Oh. People were literally coming from all over, like hours away, to come to our little bakery. Well, your bakery must be good. Apparently. I don't know. I don't really <laughs> like all the stuff there, but it's fine. But not that's not the point. But, like, coming from literally hours away to this small little bakery and then the people who were not following guidelines. Ugh. <sighs> Yeah, I think that's the part that's killing me right now. Oh, yeah. I've I've been ranting about this for a few days, but just seeing all the people, I, I, oh, I, it pisses me off to see people going out and partying with big groups of people. Um, like, I know you don't all live together. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing is they're like, oh, we all live together. No, or the they try to make don't. it look like you do. I'm like, no, we know you don't. Like that group of girls over at the fraternity, you guys are not part of that frat. <laughs> we know. We know you're not. <laughs> Just, mm. you had to flash your tits to get in. You're not that's part of that, Brad. That's true. <laughs> Just doesn't make any sense. Like, come on. The people that complain about this hap, like, pro- being prolonged are the ones prolonging it. And that's yeah. annoying. <laughs> yeah, it is really annoying. Because I think most of us have just kind of shut up, you know. Like, obviously, we want everything to go back to normal but we just have to shut up and do what we yeah we got to take it do and like you know I have a little bubble here at school of people that I talk to and hang out with because you know I think college students that's part of why college students are the super spreaders it's because pretty much unless you have a roommate or two you probably live relatively in solitude like I live alone um technically I do too yeah and Patty lives alone on campus and it just you know you can't like at least at home we would have our parents and siblings but here you know I have my dog (laughs) (laughs) so I think you know it's reasonable to for people to you know have a few friends that they see but to go to frats that's just insane at that point it's like self-medicating like I just want to go out and party and ignore that this is happening please don't please don't ignore that (laughs) please don't because if you don't and you wait then it actually won't be a thing (laughs) you won't have to ignore it because it just won't exist but (laughs) but yeah it's just it's been frustrating but also like somewhat rewarding in some ways but I don't know people are always like like my uh, writing professors are like you guys should write about this and I'm like write what that I sat in bed all day and did homework <laughs> literally me today all I did I did laundry which I've been putting off for two days and I also made a fort under my bed in school at school <laughs> and sat under there all day and watched Gilmore Girls because you know yeah. what else do I do with my time yeah exactly like you know there is no partying i mean there is it's just that i am not a part of it we are not doing that (laughs) i mean and if we party air quotes again yeah it's literally like two of us just either me and jenna or just me jenna and cc yeah yeah we have a a group of i want to say six people that we see and yep that's about it and hardly and i think we've only gotten together all of us once once yep once and that, and at that point, it was for a birthday, and we didn't really hang out that long. Nope. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's very, it's a very interesting time. Yeah. But, um, I mean, there are things about it that have been nice, like we said earlier, but all in all, it's just, it's just, like, kind of feels like another universe. Like, it doesn't feel yeah. real. Like, I'm going to look back on this and be like, 
I actually lived through that. Yeah. <laughs> really? That happened? <laughs> I honestly, I think I'm just going to... It feels like something that I'm going to forget about. I But also I, <laughs> have, like, effects from. Yeah, it's going to be like... It's going to be like... I know that my anxiety and depression were hit hard at this time. And yes, mm-hmm. I have a lot of other social mm-hmm. problems because of it. But also, wait, that actually happened? Somebody's going to be like... Remember that time we had to wear masks and stay inside? Mm-hmm. What time? What time did you do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you see, it's interesting because, you know, for you, it's going to stick out in your mind as like this big event. Yeah. And because of the way it affected your mental health. Yeah. But for me, it's just kind of like, yeah, same old shit. <laughs> yeah, I went from somebody who didn't struggle with mental health to somebody who kind of does, but doesn't know how it's affecting me and is trying to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say you're more or less outwardly the same as you were last year but I think I'm more mentally stable and what I mean by that is like not to say that I wasn't before it's like now I have more realistic views like I used to just be like big optimist like just look at the bright side and that's not really something that you can do all the time um so now I would consider myself to be an optimistic realist yeah and I mean honestly (laughs) Excuse you, Bindi. Bindi's growling in the background. She probably wants us to play with her. But, we um, already played with you for like an hour. Yeah, we tried our best. But, um, yeah. I mean, I think reality is fairly optimistic because if you think about the bad things that happen, they stick out in your mind for a reason. And it's because, generally speaking, things go decently well. And then it's like that 1% of the time that things go wrong. I think... I guess I've had that point of view for longer because I, not to say that like, (laughs) I grew up faster because I had mental illnesses. It's just kind of like, I've had depression since I was, uh, for as long as I can remember. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's just kind of like, I just kind of at this point let things happen (laughs) and I don't really anticipate one way or the other. Uh, and then I react to things as they happen. Yeah, I'm very much, I need to plan for everything still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like having a plan for, like, my life. But if something happens to change that plan, I'm not gonna... Yeah, I don't want to tear me down. Yeah. It's just kind of like, oh, okay, well, what do we do now? Exactly. It's like a <laughs> step-by-step, you gotta correct as you go. Yeah. And I will say, one thing that I have, you know, I guess learned during all of this, not to say that I do this perfectly all the time but one thing that I have been taught (laughs) is that um you can really only control what you're doing and so you know uh, you know people will do things that frustrate you like go out and party in the middle of a global pandemic and yeah I'm gonna bitch about that a little bit to my close friends but I know that I can't do anything to stop it unless it's like someone that I know you can only do your part yes and Even if it is someone that you know, if you reach out to them, it's going to cause conflict. I've seen this happen, like, a billion times. Yep. And so, you know, sometimes that might be worth it if you feel like they're open to a conversation, but most of the time it's not worth it. Um, And, like, yeah, it's just, you know, you can only control what you do. And there's no use really criticizing other people for what they do if you're not going to talk to them about it 
And if you do talk to them about it, is it worth talking to them about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, I, I know a lot of, like, okay, I love my mom. She just uh, got very worried about COVID and everything. And she started kind of criticizing random people. Like, oh my gosh, that person doesn't have a mask on. Like, yeah, mom, okay. But we do. We'll just stay away from that person. Let that be. And my dad and I kind of developed this mindset, or maybe we already had it and we just kind of noticed it, but it's like, this happened, so now what? What do we do now? What's the next step? Instead of, this happened, I'm going to complain about it, dwell in it, and be really, really angry about it, and not do anything about it until I've ran out of anger. Yeah, I've never been a person to dwell on things. I I just don't, I don't see the point in it. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, things happen that derail your plans or somebody throws a wrench in your plan and all of these things and you can choose to be butthurt about it or you can choose to move on yeah which is what I do yeah it I mean that was really hard at the beginning of everything because we literally had to change our entire lifestyle um I legitimately didn't leave my house (laughs) yeah it's it's it was a big adjustment and that was definitely difficult But I think, you know, as time went on, it just became a game of do your part and just keep those blinders up. Don't pay attention to what everyone else is doing. (laughs) Yeah. Which is hard to do in our world because, Mm -hmm. like, media. Yeah. They blast everyone for doing one little minor inconvenience. Yeah, it'll be like, it'll be like this famous person did this they're canceled shut the fuck up right like, now like people can make mistakes <laughs> and they might Everybody feel bad about mistakes. it <laughs> <laughs> they might feel bad about it and apologize but give them a chance to do that and if they don't don't be like oh well you're canceled be like oh well i just won't support you anymore yeah that's different mm-hmm. and also i think you know a lot of people are like oh why are people criticizing me for what i'm doing it's not your business it's like okay when you post it on your snapchat story or then your you Instagram, make it everyone's business. you make it everyone's business but i don't know it's just a very it's been a very toxic year it i sure think has like just in general because uh, the problem is that and from my uh perspective you know humans aren't designed to be um strictly uh, technology based in terms of communication yeah um and so you miss a lot you lose a lot of that value of a conversation and so people get really fucking bold yeah (laughs) people got too comfortable with social media over this time and that is the biggest problem yeah definitely i mean when i look back and think about the people that i fell out with over the spring and summer it's like yeah it had to happen because they weren't necessarily people that I needed in my life or, um, you know, people that weren't really helping me. And and if anything, you know, I worried too much about my dynamic with them because it was kind of toxic. Like, even though it had to happen, it shouldn't have been over technology because, you know, all of these interactions that we're having, I think FaceTime is, you know, as about as close as you can get to actual interaction yeah and you know all of a sudden you can't see any of your friends it's just online and so people get really sensitive about that stuff people read and like 
I know you were saying, you know, people think that you're mad at them when you text because you just, oh, yeah. you just use like simple words. I'm and, a very dry texture. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, you think, oh, you know, it's fine. They'll read it in my voice. They'll just but, know me and know how I'm saying yeah. it, but they don't, which is kind of strange because I only text like a handful of people. And so I feel like they should know by now, but I mean, I guess I can't, I can't ask anybody to know my personality enough to know what I would text like, but. Yeah, I think it says a lot about our generation in general. Just, you know, high anxiety, kind of cynical. Just like, oh my gosh, they're mad at me because they said the word okay. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm sorry. I just was trying to make it as fast as possible because I'm a person who would rather you pick up the phone and call me Mm -hmm. than text me. I just, that's how I am. Yeah, and so our our generation has a lot more conflict with peers in the first place because of technology and the sensitivity to that kind of response but then add on top of it that this is the only way we can talk to each other at this point and it's like oh my gosh yeah (laughs) i've tried to get better at texting with a little bit more of emotion but still i'm just getting the hang of it i just think i wasn't born to be in the age of technology i mean none of us were born to be in the age of technology (laughs) that's not what i meant to say okay (laughs) i wasn't supposed to have been born in the age of technology let's rephrase you were born in the wrong year (laughs) i was supposed to have be born in the 1910s according to buzzfeed (laughs) (laughs) well you know buzzfeed knows best (laughs) yeah buzzfeed buzzfeed gives me all my answers (laughs) oh my gosh that's how i know who i am (laughs) absolutely just kidding That should be a parody of the song Mother Knows Best from Tangled. BuzzFeed Knows Best. (laughs) Take it from your BuzzFeed. (laughs) That's great. You were meant for 1910. Yes. Wow. That's fire. Magic. Wow. (laughs) Amazing. But yeah. I don't know. It's been a very interesting year. And very much so. Hopefully it ends soon. But... I mean, I'm not hoping for anything at this point. I mean, here's the thing. I don't plan on it happening, but I have, like, a little bit of hope. Yeah. Just kind of like, you know, it would be really nice if it ended this summer. It'd be super (laughs) cool. (laughs) It'd be super dope. Soups. Soups cool. I mean, I like soup, but... (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying. But, you know, if it ended soon, I would not be mad, of course. (laughs) I'd be like, all right, I'm going to go run in the street with no mask and I'm going to go kiss all of my friends. Yeah, I just, you know, we all just have to hang in there. Keep doing what we're doing. Keep chugging along. And then one day it will be over. (laughs) You do, you boo. And yeah, I'm terrified of the vaccine just because needles. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually like all for it. Shoot me full of anything you want. I mean, that's the thing. I I was supposed to have blood work done four years ago. <laughs> and you didn't? And I haven't gotten it done. I got blood work over the summer. Yeah, no. I can't. Like, I I, I do anything the I can to right. avoid. No, shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate you. No, you don't. No, okay. I, I will go to extensive lengths to avoid needles if I can. But I will get the vaccine because I want this shit to be over. See, but here's the other thing. Think about it like any other freaking vaccine for any other virus. The flu was a whole thing for a while. The vaccine still doesn't work. Yeah, 
I mean, that's... For I, a lot of people. I mean, we can hope in the vaccine, but if you think, like, it's the same, it's basically the same as the flu, right? You have all these different strands of the flu. Exactly. And so I don't even get the flu shot anymore. I and I'm either. not an anti-vaxxer. You know, get your kids vaccinated and all that. Yeah, get them the ones that they sh- need to have. The unnecessary ones or the ones that are optional, that's yeah. understandable. Or like, um, you know, I think you know, uh, elderly people, they, they should get the flu shot just because they're f- more frail. Yeah. But I'm not going to get the flu shot until I'm ne- like 70. Until I need it. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Every year that I've gotten the flu shot, I've caught a different strand of the flu. They, and then I go to the doctor and they're like, oh yeah, you have all the symptoms of the flu. So we're just going to call it a flu-like virus because it's a different strand. And I'm like, motherfucker, that's the flu. You just didn't vaccinate me for it. Yeah. Fun um, time. Fun time. One time <laughs> I got the flu literally once only in my life only one time i've had the flu and i've never been vaccinated so that shows you something literally yeah. no one in my family has ever gotten a flu shot mm-hmm. to my knowledge and i'm pretty sure that we've each had it only once yeah i mean i pretty much since i've become an adult so for the last two years i haven't gotten it and i haven't gotten the flu the last two years so <laughs> yeah so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, mic drop. <laughs> so, like, obviously, it's not going to be 100% effective and all that. And I don't think we should put too much stock in it just because it is going to be a situation like the flu where, you know, you get vaccinated for one strand or a few strands of COVID and then you <sighs> might catch another one. And as discouraging as that is, like, still, I, I'm still going to get the shot because... <laughs> I mean, no, I I agree with you 100% because they're different. I'd rather be vaccinated for, like, the majority of the strands. But... Well, I think the difference with the flu and COVID is the severity. So, the the flu, yes, it kills people every year, but not this many people every year. Mm -hmm. So, the vaccine, while it may not do what everyone wants it to do and it may not be as fully effective as it could be it's close enough yeah and it's something to ensure that thousands of people aren't dying hopefully yeah and i mean that's the thing where i know it's it's kind of a gamble i mean it's not really a gamble it's more of like a you know this might work (laughs) but um open pray (laughs) yeah i'm really hoping that this will help at least because I really want to see my friends in Italy and in England and from different states. I want to see my family. (laughs) Yeah, I'd like to see my family that does not live in this state. (laughs) Yeah, I really, yeah. I mean, I, to be fair, I don't have any family in Ohio. They all live in, they they all live in the West or in Pennsylvania. And so, like, I rarely see them anyways, but, um. I haven't even seen my family that lives in Ohio. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's another thing where um, I think this whole experience has kind of reminded me, like, hey, you know, your elderly relatives, you go get to know them because you don't have long, and if something like this were to happen again, God forbid, um, you, you know, you want to be able to say goodbye or see yeah. them one more time, and so it's really sad <laughs> that you know, people aren't following the rules and whatever. Like, it it makes me really sad because there are so many people like you and me and so many people in worse situations where, you know, we want to see our family before it's the last chance or 
you don't want your family to get killed by COVID, that kind of thing. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It. I mean, I know everyone has a different perspective, and I guess I'll hear them out if they have a different perspective. That's just mine. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been really fun talking about the most depressing thing from this year. Yeah. <laughs> Reflecting back on... For my life, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't say the same, but... <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's close to the most yeah. depressing thing in my life. <laughs> yeah. And that's, again, that's so interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, everyone's perspective is valuable and... Different. Different. Um, not necessarily right. Or wrong. Or wrong. Just, it's kind of, you know. To each their own. Yeah. And also, it reminds me of um. Into the Woods. You're not good. You're not bad. You're just nice. Yes. And also, nice doesn't always mean good. And it's kind of like, your perspective is your perspective. Yes. Doesn't mean it's good. Doesn't mean it's bad. It's just your perspective. Yes. So, thank you all for listening. Um, stay safe and healthy, everyone. Um, next week, Hope and I are going to be talking about Emily in Paris, which got nominated for a Golden Globe, as I said in the last episode, and I'm not happy about that. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> You're so strange, Patty. <laughs>